Now we're going to raise a new question. The Rebbe asked a powerful question. We mentioned the reason why Chanukah, the Menorah, has to be done, has to be kindled at night and, pl- and kindled outside is because the whole story of Chanukah is about the diffusion of darkness, utter darkness that the Greeks brought to the world. And that's why we need to take it out to the place of darkness. That was contrary to what Chassidus explains regarding the Mishkan and the Mikdash. Basically, what the Rebbe is asking, why do we need to take the Menorah outside to the place where the evil is, where the darkness is, and fight darkness in its own turf? Why is that necessary? If the light of the Menorah is so powerful, it comes from such a lofty, an elevated place, then it would be sufficient if the manure was lit inside the home. And because the light is so powerful, it, it even extends to the world of darkness, the world of evil. Same thing with time. Why do we have to light it at the time of darkness? We could light the manure of Hanukkah the same time as in the base of Mikdash, during daytime. And because of the power of this light is so great, it would continue to shine even into the darkness of the night. And the Rebbe said that this idea we find discussed elsewhere in Hasidus when we talk about the distinction between the Mishkan and the Mikdash. The Mishkan was carried by the Jews from place to place in the Midbar. As we know from Hasidus and Kabbalah, the reason for that was because the Midbar is a place which is saturated with forces of evil, that's why nothing grows there. There's no signs of life. Life is associated with the source of life. But the Midbar, the desert, is devoid of life. It's a place that breeds the forces of evil. And the Jews, by traveling through the desert with the Holy Ark and the Mishkan, the Mishkan being physically placed from one and moving from one place to the next, it diffused the darkness of evil that was present in the Midbar. So you had to take the Mishkan and the Aaron to the place where these evil forces were concentrated. That's why in some places they stayed one day, sometimes two days, sometimes a year. Because as it says in Chesidus, it's because some of those divine sparks that they had to uh, retrieve from those places were um, surrounded and unwrapped in such thick and coarse layers of evil that it took a whole year to retrieve them. Some places, it was easier to retrieve those sparks. They weren't as entrenched in a world of darkness. But we see from here that the Mishkan had to be taken to those places which had concentrations of evil. Whereas with the Beis Migdosh, which also served as a beacon of light for the entire world to diffuse the forces of evil, and allow the sparks in creation to be united with their source, which is, was revealed in the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash didn't go anywhere. It stayed in one place. And really, who built the Beis HaMikdash? Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech in his era, even before he started building the Beis HaMikdash, was that type of era where the Queen of Sheba and other nations came to Shlomo HaMelech. His light was so powerful, the light that he projected to the world was so powerful that it extended very far away 
and nations upon nations tried, you know, were flocking towards Shlomo and Yerushalayim. Shlomo didn't go to those places, didn't go to the place where the evil was very strong and holding those sparks hostage and then fight them on their own turf. He stayed in a place of Kedusha in Yerushalayim. And the, the, the sparks came flying to him because his light was so immense. Here by Hanukkah, we say Hanukkah is even a greater light than the Beis Amikdosh, a greater light than the light of the time of Shlomo Melech. And here you tell me that we have to bring the Menorah out to the place of darkness, just like with the Mishkan. It would have seemed that if the light of the Menorah is so powerful, even more powerful than the Beis Amikdosh, that even, there would be even more reason not to take the Menorah out, but to leave it inside, and it would have the power to diffuse the darkness from the outside. Why is it then that the mitzvah of Hanukkah is designed in such a way that you take the manure out to the place, to the turf of evil, and in the time of evil? Why? And the Rebbe gives a powerful and profound explanation. It's very deep and subtle, but it's very, very compelling and powerful. There's different ways to diffuse darkness. When you, when you want to take a place of evil or darkness and neutralize it and change it, you can either do it by shining a very strong light, and light by nature overshadows darkness. It drives away the darkness. The darkness has been subdued by the light. Light is more powerful than dark. This is the way it is. If you bring light into a place which is full of darkness, light will prevail. But what, you have, what you're doing here is you're bringing in this powerful light, like a, you know, which is coming down and, and overpowering the forces of darkness. Then there's a second way. Sometimes there's a light that is so unique, it doesn't have to overpower anything. It penetrates and permeates the place of evil and changes it from within. In Hasidus, there's analogies for that. But this is also light, a strong light coming into the world. But instead of overpowering the darkness, it diffuses it from within. It transforms these annals of darkness and evil and changes them. That from within, those very same places become places of light, beacons of light. But even then, it means that the light that, that is very lofty extends itself to a place which is utter evil and is able to inspire that place from within and change it, transform it. Then is a third way, and that's a completely different class, different idea of, of, of divine light. It's not even light. <clears throat> Light is an emanation from a source, which is the essence. Essence usually is never revealed. The essence is the way it, the thing is in within itself, in and of itself. In of itself, it has no connection to the outside. This is the way things are within the essence of the thing itself. But Hashem sometimes, eventually, designed the world in such a way that the Mashiach comes, his essence will be revealed. 
Now, the way an essence is revealed is not the way a powerful light comes into the world. For sure, it doesn't overpower creation, overpower the limitations and the vulnerabilities of creation. And doesn't even penetrate the inner dimensions of creation, transform it from within. Not even that. The essence is really the essence of every single being. It is his true essence. The essence is everywhere. The essence is not in one place, in some level, some high lofty level on a pedestal and it shines down to a very dark place. The essence of something is the essence of all things. As the Rambam describes, everything that exists means that at the very core of that existence, what uh, defines and constitutes its very being is the essence of Hashem. When Hashem's essence is exposed, it's not in a form where a light comes shining down. It doesn't come down. Nothing comes down. And nothing below goes up towards the light. Is Everything stays where they are. It becomes just evident whatever, wherever anything is, it becomes clear that its true essence is Hashem. Because Hashem is not limited in one place, on one level, on a lower level, on a higher level. He's, he's the essence of all beings, wherever they may be. That's the meaning. The Hanukkah itself goes outside. The essence of the light, not the light. <clears throat> The light of Shabbos is a light, is an emanation of a light of a very lofty place that penetrates the world, but it's limited. The light of Hanukkah is not a light. It's the essence being revealed. When it's revealed, it's not in a form where it, it uh, transitions anywhere. It is drawn anywhere. It is where it is. And by virtue of being where it is, it is everywhere, in everything, even in the darkest place, the essence of that dark place is him, is his essence. In, in that type of diffusion of darkness, there's no darkness to begin with. It's not that darkness is there when it's diffused. It, when Hashem's essence is there, it becomes evident that there's no room for evil. There's no evil in the first place. Evil is only a byproduct of a world, of a reality where Hashem's essence is is concealed, is obscured. This is the meaning. The menorah has to be taken in the place of darkness, in a time of darkness. It's telling us that the essence, it's not where we're taking a glimmer of Hashem's light that penetrates even so far. It's the essence that's everywhere. The menorah itself is outside. That's the message of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a glimmer of the revelation of Mashiach. This could be the explanation, or another explanation, why we say Ner Chanukah, not Ner Shel Chanukah. According to the Rebbe's Maimer, we have a beautiful way of explaining the change in the Nusach of the Brach of Chanukah over the Nusach of Shabbos. Shabbos is a light of Shabbos. There's an emanation of a light that has certain limitations, and that can shine only so far. 
It cannot penetrate a place of utter darkness. It can only penetrate a place which has some susceptibility to light and to Kedusha. Hanukkah, it's not just that the light is more powerful. It can go further than the light of Shabbos. It's a whole different concept of light. Is the essence itself being everywhere. It becomes evident that everything that is, is in essence Hashem's being. It's His essence. His essence is really the essence and the identity of every single being. The menorah itself, the ner itself, is Hanukkah. In other words, the light of Hanukkah is Hanukkah itself. The light of, it's not the light of Hanukkah, as if it's sort of an emanation from something. It is, the, it is Hanukkah itself. Ner Hanukkah. It's not a ner of Hanukkah, ner Hanukkah. It is the essence itself that becomes evident everywhere. 